All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics beat the Spurs 121-116 in a game that was way closer than it should have been. Uh, but this is the Romeo Langford josh Richardson revenge game, and they did everything they could to come out with the victory. Unfortunately, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon outperformed him. Uh, so we're going to dive into today's podcast, run through it same way, same way as usual, uh, and kind of run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, or certainly a little bit of both in this one. But to get things started off here, got to give player of the game to Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, this is, I mean, this is a game where you've got Jason Tatum scoring 34 points, Jalen Brown scoring 29 points, very easily could say one of them were player of the game in this but Malcolm Brogdon to me was as efficient as we've seen him all season long he scored 23 points in this one five of six from three so the shots were finally falling for him eight of 12 from the field three rebounds seven assists hit the free throws at the end of the game to ice it this was a a really really strong performance from Malcolm Brogdon Uh, And it really started in the beginning of the game. He had six points after the first two big threes uh, and honestly just continued to play at such a high level. Whenever the Celtics kind of started to stagnate, uh, it was Malcolm Brogdon that picked him up out of it. Uh, So really good game from him. But his other running mate, Derek White, really can't be overlooked in this one. This isn't a game where he lit up the stat sheet as far as points go. He only had eight points in this one. But, and a lot of people, let me just preface this. He had eight points in this one. And if you look at Romeo Langford with his 14, Josh Richardson with his 18, a lot of people I already know are going to come out and say that we lost this trade. Look at, they just totally outscored Derek White. Not the case in this one. I don't care what the points say. You look at the way he impacted the game with his 11 assists, team, team high 11 assists, also had five rebounds, took a charge, had three blocks. Derek White was like sensational in this one. I don't care that he had eight points. Everything else that he was able to do in this game was massive. There were a couple of huge plays for him down the stretch too, uh, whether it be scoring or just a huge block on Collins at the rim. The Celtics, the Spurs were on a run. The Celtics desperately needed a stop. Collins got down low, got a got a, got the ball in a position to score, and Derek White just swatted the hell out of it. And that was one of his three blocks. So this is a really, really solid game for Derek White that he needs to be, you know, he, he needs to be respected because I know a lot of people are out here and complain about Derek White's shooting. It's been better this year, but he went on a huge cold stretch. Same with Malcolm Brogdon, for that matter. Uh, But Derek White brings a lot to the table, and he showed it tonight with the 11 assists. Because this was a game, Marcus Smart, we'll talk about it at the second half here, but he left this game with a knee contusion. And Derek White, I'm not going to sit here and say that he took over the ball handling duties once Smart left. Derek White started the game dishing the ball at a high level. 
But when Marcus Smart left, he stepped it up a notch and continued to do it at a super high level. So Derek White was huge in this one along with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, but honestly, you look at both of them, and I still think the third best player isn't one of the Jays. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, again, great games. We'll talk about them soon. But to me, the three best players in this game, Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, Robert Williams. Robert Williams tonight, defensively, there is a massive shift between when it, when he is in the game and when he's not. Uh, Robert Williams in this one, 10 points, 11 rebounds, four of which were offensive, another double-double for him, three assists, one of which was a beautiful skip pass to Jason Tatum for a three. Uh, but Time Lord also had two steals and four blocks. Four blocks. You want to talk about just stepping up and playing such an incredible defensive game. Robert Williams had the play of the year in my mind. And I'm not... I'm not going to sit here and say that I've seen every highlight from every NBA team uh, across the league, but Robert Williams, he was defending a three-point shot, blocked a three-point shot, but not only did he block it, he chased it down, beating out one of the Spurs guys, got the got his own rebound from the block shot, and then goes in and gets a very easy layup for two. So all in one play, blocks a three, chases it down, runs to the other side of the court, gets a layup. Robert Williams, and that's like that's one of the many plays that he was able to contribute in this one. So we had just a huge, huge game from, I don't, I don't know if you can call them role players, but they're not your stars, right? If you have a game like that from Jalen or Jason, you don't bat an eyelash over it, right? Because you expect that. Those are the games that you expect both of those guys to play with because they're all-stars, right? Like they're great basketball players. They've done everything to deserve the praise that they do get. But Robert Williams, who's missed a lot of time, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who's come in, kind of taken a, a sixth-man role, uh, Derek White. Again, kind of being thrust into a, a starting role, but still isn't really playing starting minutes because he's splitting time uh, with Malcolm Brogdon. He's splitting time with you know, Sam Hauser. So but all three of those guys, while they're much better than most role players on other teams, they're role players for the Celtics team. And they just came in and honestly won this game. This was a really, really strong performance from all three of them, uh, and it's hard to ignore. It's it's just a really good showing, another good showing from the bench. We obviously had a really good game uh, last game as well from the bench, but seeing those guys step up again, uh, honestly, this is this is a game where the Celtics should have blown the Spurs out, but we'll talk about the reasons that they didn't later on, but uh, really solid game from them. And then you got to talk about the Jays a little bit too. Uh, this is a this is a really solid game from them as well. 34 points, four rebounds, two assists for Jason Tatum. Uh, thought he was aggressive at times uh, getting to the rim. Wasn't the fact the entire game. But one of the things that I did like about, you know, Jason Tatum's game today was he was letting the game come to him. This wasn't a, a super 
ISO heavy game from Tatum or Jalen for that matter until the fourth quarter when the Spurs really came on their run. And we'll talk about that. But, you know, Jason Tatum had, you know, four three pointers today that were no dribble threes, meaning he was just either cutting, going around a screen or getting wide open because guys were finding him. So this is Jason Tatum playing within the offense not trying to do too much. Uh, and you can say the same thing for Jalen Brown in this one. 29 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. Uh, really solid game from him as well. Struggled uh, with the turnovers a little bit in this. Had six, which is you know, one of the more turnover-heavy games that he's had in a long time. But you know, overall, Jalen Brown came out firing early in the first, was – really having his go-off quarter as he typically has done. Uh, and then it was Jason Tatum in the second quarter that also went off, had 13 points in that second quarter uh, and kind of carried that offense through most of the second. Uh, but this is a – it's just a really, really solid game. You had some good moments for, you know, other guys. Al Horford, I'll talk about him in the second half. Don't think he played a great game, but – End of the night with 10 rebounds, still had an assist, only turned the ball over once. I mean, he's not really doing much to turn the ball over with anyway. But uh, Al Horford did have a huge, huge play with that tip out on the free throw attempt, giving the Celtics the opportunity, giving Malcolm Brogdon the opportunity to ice the game. So this is a a really solid, solid game overall for, for most of our guys, we saw Sam Hauser get some good minutes tonight. You know, hit a hit a three, but he also got to the rim in transition, had a nice finish there, and got fouled. So overall, this is a game where you don't have too much to complain about. The shots started falling significantly more than what we've seen lately, uh, which is another thing you, you really come to expect from this Celtics team. Right. Uh, The way that they move the ball, I've talked about it a million times. The way that they move the ball, they create a lot of open shots. Like they take a lot of threes. I'm not going to argue that tonight. They only took 34. So they did a good job of getting to the rim in this one and doing it early and often. They they were 15 of 34. So they shot 44 percent from three, which is phenomenal. If you're shooting anything over, you know, 38% from three, that's a really solid game. So love to see that from them. Love to see it. Uh, it's also another game with 30 assists. So you talk about guys moving the ball at such a high level. That number says it all, right? Offensively, again, minus the late in the fourth quarter, which we'll talk about, there's not a lot of negatives to take from the offensive side of the game. Uh, defensive, different side, different story. We'll talk about that as well. But offensively, this is the Celtics playing at a very high level for you know three and a half quarters. Uh, they scored 33 in the first, 35 in the second. Uh, third quarter kind of fell off a little bit, 25 there, 28 in the fourth. But this is – the Celtics continuing to drive into the lane, find guys. There was a lot of backdoor cuts in this one for easy baskets, uh, which is exactly what I've been talking about on this podcast. 
right? This is Celtics basketball through and through, and it's exactly what you need. Uh, there were some negatives. I'm not going to sit here and, and try to lie to you about it, but I do want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about some of the negatives here in a little bit. Before we do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns like can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record. When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's going to score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So want to talk through some of the negatives here. I've kind of alluded to some of it already. Uh, but late in that fourth quarter, the Celtics really tried to slow the game down because they had a lead. And they reverted to a lot of the things that we've complained about so often. Uh, a lot of iso ball. It was a lot of, you know, rolling the ball up the floor. It was a lot of trying to waste clock. And then it was a lot of let's give the ball to Jalen or Jason and basically dribble until there's six seconds and then try to create a shot. And it didn't work. And that's the reason that the Spurs were in this game uh, so late. And it's it just hurts to watch because you know – Watching the rest of this game, the way that they played, the way that they were moving the ball over and over, built up such a lead on the offensive end. And then they start going back to that ISO stuff, and it doesn't work. Now, 
Jalen and Jason are both phenomenal ISO players. But there comes a point in all of these games, especially down the stretch, where guys are just so locked in on the defensive end. And honestly, like give the Spurs some credit here. Like they've got a lot of good defenders. Romeo, as much as we, you know, kind of crapped on him when he was here, is a very good defender, right? Offensively leaves him to be desired. Josh Richardson, very good defender, right? So they've got guys that can go out there and play at a high level. Uh, Sohan, very good defender. So these guys late in the game are going to step up. Like they're going to turn up the intensity on the defensive end. And they did that tonight in that fourth quarter. And when the Celtics reverted back to all of that ISO game that we've complained about so often, uh, you saw the Spurs get back in it. You know, and it started, honestly, third quarter. At the beginning of the third, the Spurs went on a 13-3 to run to start that third quarter, and a lot of it was, you know, iso ball then, too. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Well, actually, Jalen Brown started, actually, on the bench in the third, which I'm kind of confused about. Uh, but it's just one of those things when the Celtics go back to that mindset. Actually, Jalen Brown – started the third it was the second that he wasn't on the bench but either way these are the the scenarios where the Celtics falter right you don't want to watch them go out there and revert back to that iso ball because it it can work at times but it's not something that you should do over a six minute stretch of basketball if you need a bucket late in the game sure take it Take your ISO if you need if you need one last second shot. But this isn't a situation where you should be going through an extended period of time and continuing to play that way. Uh, fortunately for the Celtics, we had a lot of guys step up. Malcolm Brogdon, Dirk White, Time Lord, all three of those guys stepped up in a major way today uh, and played really, really strong, solid minutes. Uh, but this is another example of the Celtics kind of reverting back to their worst habits. Uh, and you hate to see it. Uh, so hopefully they kind of turn that around. But the other big issue in this game was defense. Uh, this is, it, it was a bad game defensively from Al Horford. And I know deep down the Celtics are doing what they think is best. And I don't know who I am to say otherwise, but Robert Williams played 22 minutes in this one. Al Horford played 32. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Al Horford doesn't deserve to play because I don't think that's the case at all. But there were a couple of points in today's game where Al Horford was getting torched on the defensive end. And it wasn't just him. Like, you know, guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they got blown by. They missed a couple backdoor cuts. The Spurs got easy buckets because of it. So there were a lot of periods in this one where, honestly, the inter interior defense was horrible. Guys were getting to the rim with ease because either guys were losing focus, losing track of the guys that they were guarding, uh, but then they didn't have a rim presence. Al Horford was not a rim presence in this one. And honestly, he's just not a rim presence in general. That's where you see the shift when Robert Williams is on the court. Because when he's there, guys know he's there. 
So the entire way that the defense reacts, the entire way that the Spurs on offense react is completely different. I am, I'm at a point where I don't care if the Celtics want to keep Robert Williams minutes down and keep it at 22 minutes. That's fine. But there comes a point in time where you should move him back into the starting lineup. I've been all for giving Rob his time to kind of maneuver back, but you want to get these, those five guys, Tatum, Smart, Jalen, Horford, and Time Lord. Those are the starting five that brought us to the NBA finals last year. You want those five guys to have some sort of momentum, some sort of camaraderie on the court together. And at this point, they're really not playing a ton of minutes together. You might get four or five throughout the game. That shouldn't be the case. Like, I I think that the Celtics are at a point where Robert Williams should be put back in the starting lineup. And whether that's moving Horford to the bench for a little bit, or it's moving Derek White back to the bench and staggering minutes early, going smaller, you know, after a five-minute stretch of Robert Williams. Right. But I think at a point you need to get back to Robert Williams into that starting lineup, if not just for, you know, getting used to the starting five again, just to get some energy into the starting lineup. Because we've seen over and over that this Celtics team comes out flat. And this wasn't really one of them. I think the Celtics came out to a, you know, 13 to three lead early in this one. But at a point, we've seen it. Everybody, every Celtics fan has seen the Celtics come out flat and you just see the energy shift at such a high level when Robert Williams is out there. Uh, It's just, it's something that you want to see continue. So those are the two, the two big issues that I kind of had with this game. I mean, you never want to see the Celtics revert back to ISO ball and they did tonight late in the game, which, you know, almost cost them. Josh Richardson tied this game uh, (laughs) late in the game, and you don't want any opportunity. Like if Jason Tatum didn't bury that fadeaway, fadeaway short corner baseline shot to take a lead, this is very much a game where the Spurs could have had an opportunity to take a lead down the stretch with like 10 seconds left. So again, it's, it's not a perfect game, but at the end of the day, they won. Uh, but these are some of the things that they need to clean up. They need to come out with more energy. They need to clean it up on the defensive end. They need to stop letting guys blow past them for easy layups. Uh, but they also just need to you know, stick to the script, stick to the game plan that has worked for them, stick to moving the ball constantly, cutting, slashing, getting to the rim, kicking out for guys, easy shots. These are the things that brought them to you know 28 and 12, best record in the NBA. So they need to continue on that path. That's where we're going to wrap things up. Right now, the Celtics, like I mentioned, 28 and 12 on the season. They have a one and a half game lead over Brooklyn, who is currently in second place, two and a half game lead over Milwaukee uh, in third. And it's a tight race through and through. Uh, next best team in the NBA outside of Brooklyn. Sitting right there at the exact same record, Denver Nuggets, team that destroyed us. Uh, but at this point, Celtics finished the 
four-game road stand. Two and two record, not great, but it is certainly better than one and three if they lost this one. So right now we've got tomorrow off. We come, we come back to Boston to face Chicago, who the Celtics have struggled with a uh, couple times. So hopefully continue this. They've won two straight here. Hopefully they make it three straight Monday night. Uh, and that's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. If you haven't done so already, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?